Do you want to set your child up for success? Is tutoring out of your budget, or perhaps you're someone like me who just wants to save money on private tutoring? Is this a big school year for your child? You know, maybe they're starting kindergarten or middle school. Maybe there's another milestone coming up. Or maybe your family moved. Oh my gosh, I moved so much when I was growing up. And the kids are starting a new school. Or maybe your child is ahead and just not getting challenged enough in class. Well, IXL Learning is here to help. IXL Learning is a fun online learning program for kids covering math, language, arts, science, and social studies. It's powered by advanced algorithms. IXL gives the right help to each kid, no matter the age or the personality. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. That's right. It is school approved. So make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And how to be fine listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com slash fine. Visit IXL.com slash fine to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Again, that's IXL.com slash fine. Hi, I'm Ariana Maddox. You probably know me from TV, or maybe you read my best-selling book and tried one of my amazing cocktails, or maybe you saw me on Broadway. What I can say is following dreams is kind of my thing, but of all the things I'm lucky enough to get to do, the thing that I get asked about the most are my shoes. What's my secret? DSW. DSW is the best place to get all the shoes you need from brands you love. Trust me, I'm obsessed. In fact, I love DSW so much, I've teamed up with them to create a collection of shoes from must-have sandals to super cool sneakers that are guaranteed to get compliments. Because if I've learned anything, it's that if you've got big dreams to follow, you're gonna need some really great shoes. Find the shoes of your dreams when you shop my new collection now at your DSW store or dsw.com. Hey, by the bookers, we have a book launch party on March 20th at 7 p.m. that you're not going to want to miss. It is for our new book, which is called How to Be Fine, and it is taking place at the legendary Strand Bookstore in New York City. For tickets, go to thestrand.com or look at the show description for this episode. The following podcast contains barnyard language and some adult content. So, maybe listen on headphones if you're at work or around small children. Now, here's the show. Hey, Kristen. Yeah, Jolenta. Do you know what my favorite food is? Oh, why, yes. I fondue know what it is. Boo. <laughs> Boo. But yes, it is cheese. I think you mean blue. Blue cheese. <laughs> oh, please kill me. <laughs> but seriously, what does cheese have to do with this show? Well, Kristen, would you believe me if I told you there's a self-help book all about cheese that promises to improve our lives? Uh, of course I would, because I'm Kristen Meinzer. And I'm Jolenta Greenberg. And this is By the Book. Your life is going down the drain. You're in so much pain. You need some help. Ooh, self-help. By the book, by the book. By the book, by the book. In each episode of By the Book, we choose a different self-help book to live by, follow it to the letter, and weigh in on whether or not it actually changed our lives. And reminder, 
For this season, our sixth season, we're doing it all through the lens of history. In each episode, we're going to focus on a different decade and a self-help bestseller that defined that decade. Reading and living by an original rather than an updated version of the book, this means that in this episode and all other episodes this season, there might be some language that sounds dated. This season began with the 1930s, and today we're hitting up the 1990s with Who Moved My Cheese by Spencer Johnson. Spencer Johnson was a physician and author who lived from 1939 to 2017. Johnson was raised in Los Angeles, California, and he attended the University of Southern California, earning a bachelor's degree in psychology. After that, he attended medical school abroad at the Royal College of Surgeons in Ireland, and then returned to the States to further his studies at the Mayo Clinic and Harvard Medical School. While there, Johnson found himself frustrated treating patients for physical ailments while watching them neglect to care for their mental ailments. To his surprise, Johnson quickly became frustrated treating patients for physical ailments while watching them neglect to care for their mental ailments. So, he quit his practice and began writing short, simple books to help readers understand complex systems of human behavior in order to better their lives. Among these books, Who Moved My Cheese, which spent nearly five years on the New York Times bestseller list after being published in 1998. It went on to become one of the best-selling business books of all time, selling 26 million copies. In Who Moved My Cheese, Johnson tells the story of Sniff, Scurry, Hem, and Haw, four little beings that live inside a maze. At the beginning of the story, all four characters run vigorously around the maze looking for cheese. When they eventually find it, Hem and Haw immediately get comfortable. They build their identities around this particular supply of cheese and presume it will last forever. Meanwhile, Sniff pays close attention to the dwindling cheese reserves, and Scurry continues to be ready for action. When the cheese supply is eventually depleted, they run back into the rest of the maze sniffing for new cheese. As they search, Hem and Haw remain behind. Hem is certain the cheese will return and is insistent that looking for other cheese will be a waste of time. Haw fears that Hem is right, but he also fears starving to death in the little corner of the maze they're in, and then he wonders, what would I do if I weren't afraid? In time, Hem moves past his fear and goes back into the maze to look for new cheese. Eventually, he finds the biggest and most varied supply of cheese he's ever seen, and there, enjoying it and welcoming him with open arms are Sniff and Scurry. At the conclusion of the story, the book explains that each character represents one of the four different ways we deal with change. By sniffing out change early, scurrying into action quickly when change occurs, denying and resisting change, or learning to adapt when it becomes clear that change can lead to something better. With all this in mind, Johnson believes we can all adapt to change in a healthier, happier way. Here's how you do it. Step one, accept that change happens and anticipate it. They will keep moving the cheese. It's just how it works. Nothing is permanent, and that's not a bad thing. So get ready for the cheese to move. Step two, monitor change. Smell the cheese often so you know when it's getting old. Notice small changes early to help you adapt to the bigger changes that are to come. Step three, adapt to change quickly. The quicker you let go of old cheese, the sooner you can enjoy new cheese. So don't fixate on that old cheese or your old beliefs about how things should be. Have a sense of humor about your circumstances. Laugh and ask yourself, what would you do if you weren't afraid? Step four, change. Move with the cheese. It is safer to search in the maze than remain in a cheeseless situation. So move and make sure your movements are in new directions. 
As you move, imagine yourself enjoying your new cheese. Doing so will lead you to it. Step five, enjoy change. Be ready to change quickly and enjoy change again and again. Savor the adventure and enjoy the taste of new cheese. When you see that you can find and enjoy new cheese, you change course. You feel good. You laugh. And you embrace that they keep moving the cheese. That's what the book says. And so that's what we did for two weeks straight. So, Jolenta, tell us about your first week living by who moved my cheese? Kristen, I started with step one, which I think I already do. Like, I feel like I live there. Yes, this is accepting that change happens and anticipating it. Right. I think I'm pretty good at change. You know, we started the show because I actively wanted to change. I can deal with big changes, you know, being homeless from a fire, getting fired suddenly from your podcasting network. Like, I can handle these big shifts. Oh, yeah. Getting married and then a few days later, your husband leaving for a year-long work engagement. Yeah. yeah. It's Um, a fact of life. And I accept it pretty hardcore. All right. So since you essentially already live step one, you didn't really need to check it off the list. So Right. I figure I do it yeah, already. So, so you could probably just jump ahead to step two then? Exactly. And that is what I did. Yes. And step two is monitor change. Right. And while I'm good at the big, you know, house burning down changes, it was brought to my attention in therapy uh, during a complaint session about my social life that I may not be great at dealing with smaller changes. Like, how so? Well, since shit blew up with my dad and I've had uh, that long-term infection I mentioned a few episodes ago, um, Mm -hmm. I have not really been getting out and socializing much. And now it's been uh, months, like over half a year. Oh, I mean, but that's totally understandable. You're dealing with an illness. You're dealing with a lot of family drama. I mean, a lot of times we just need to kind of hunker down and take care of ourselves. Totally. Yeah. But I've been... Starting to notice that socializing less has become just talking to people in my life less in general. Oh, interesting. Yeah. In my mind, you know, I don't want to let anyone down by not being up for, you know, getting dinner or seeing a movie. So over time, I've just been reaching out to people less and less. And even though this is a a bigger change that uh, I probably should have noticed sooner, I do think it has the potential to get far worse, you know? Mm. Maybe in a year I'll text someone I haven't talked to in a long time and they'll be like, oh, I thought we weren't friends anymore. Oh, You know, like, you can fall off the radar for too long. Yeah, that can happen. So what what did you do then? So to help monitor change or maybe remedy the change I'm noticing, I started checking in with a friend I love every day, just via text, so I can I can monitor the friendship and and more importantly, just remind the people I've been ghosting I love them. Oh, it's it, you know what? It's always a good step to take, regardless of what book we're living by and what's happening in our lives, just to let people know we love them. Thank I love you. that. Thank I always you. love that. Thanks. And you know, full credit does go to my therapist who wants nothing to do with this show, but did tell me to do this because I was like, <laughs> I am alone forever, and she's like, fucking talk to people. And I was like, oh, and this can be my book. Homework too. <laughs> well done, therapist. Well done. And what did you do after that then? Uh, I did step three. I went in order because this book was so vague. I was like, I guess the order will help. Um, that is adapting to change quickly. Right. So I was checking our work email address, which is kristenangelenta at gmail.com. Feel free to write us. Let me just repeat that again. Kristenangelenta at gmail.com, as you were saying. Um, and I actually stumbled upon an email from a listener that helped me get started with step Three. Ooh, ooh, tell me. What did it say? 
So a listener named Baxley, shout out, hey, um, wrote in with a lovely letter about parents with dementia who, you know, hurt the shit out of their kids and may or may not want to see doctors. And in this email, Baxley included this amazing advice. They said, a mantra I found useful at times is, it's not my problem. And that can be a hard pill to swallow when it comes to trying to care for family and loved ones. I like that. That yeah. is a good mantra. Right? So I decided that was going to be my step three mantra. You know, if shitty news falls in my lap and I'm confronted with changes, especially about my dad and my family's situation, like I often feel an urgency to insert myself or make it my problem or like fix everything or force everyone to do what I think is right. But you know what? Like that shit is happening across the country to a guy who's made it clear wants no involvement from me. So... That shit is not my problem. No, that shit is not your problem. And it's not you know, your problem. Yeah, I don't have to take it on no matter how urgent it might feel sometimes when it pops up. That shit is not your problem. Mm-hmm. I love it. Thank you. So I love it. That is where I ended my first week. I'm totally okay with that. Okay, great. Now, Kristen, please, please tell me about your first week of living by Who Moved My Cheese? Did you have a Gouda time? Oh, you are way too funny. Oh, could you be? Wait, could you be any more corny? <laughs> the curd part is good. Okay. I tried hard. That, that, that was, was forced. Good. I I approve. I approve. Okay. Um, but to answer your question, I did indeed try to have a good time, and I did that by starting with step one. Accept that change happens and anticipate it. Yes, and what's more fun to contemplate and accept? Then job loss. Oh my Nothing, gosh, right? it's your favorite. <laughs> so I looked back on the past 14 months at losing my job and starting over as a freelancer. And I also just sat down and thought back on all the other times I worked for companies that either folded or let me go. And it's a lot more than you might think. It's like mm. at least four. Yeah. And I said to myself, Kristen, change happens. It's not always easy, but you've always gotten back on your feet. And usually the next place you land is better than the last. You've got this. So You had your mantra, but Mm -hmm. I just pretty much gave myself this pep talk. I love that. It is so true. And not usually, like, as an outsider, Kristen, where you've landed is always better. Like, you're a badass, and you make lemonades out of, like, the shittiest lemons. Oh, thank you so much. So what did you do after that? Which step? I did step two. Monitor change. Yes. And for this step, we're supposed to smell the cheese often Mm -hmm. so we know when it's getting old. And there's one thing in particular that was starting to smell off to me. Oh, no. Something I didn't like. It's that a number of companies recently have asked me to do podcast consulting with them, but either A, to not pay me for it. Mm, Like a consult about consulting where you don't get paid. (laughs) I love that. Or to underpay me. Mm. Here I am talking with my husband, Dean, about it. It's one thing for me to give one-off interviews here and there and well, all the places I give them because they're promoting me and my expertise. As long as you get to promote yourself. What I don't want to do is be hired by a place that essentially wants me to be on staff for a week, a month, or a year, and then for them to pay me pennies for it. Right, right. This is not, you don't need, you know, an unpaid internship to get your foot in the door. You're an expert in the industry. It's not worth it. No, it's not worth it. They can buy their own cheesecloth and try and make their own fucking cheese. They don't need yours. They don't deserve yours. Snaps for Dean. Yes, thank God. Look, I know you love working, 
And especially when you first went freelance, you were you were nervous about not having enough gigs. But like, I think you do. And you're allowed to say like, no to some stuff. Yeah. I think Dean is dead on. What did you do next? Did you quit all your jobs? <laughs> well, I went back to those companies, the ones that were offering me pennies or nothing mm-hmm. at all. And I said, thank you so much for the offer. I really, really appreciate it. But I'm actually going to need to be paid in order to do this work. Yes. Get that money, honey. Uh-huh. How did that go? <laughs> I wish it was that easy. But in reality, this is what happened. So I know that the cheese is supposed to move. But not one, not two, but all three of the places. They said, oh, I guess we won't work together this time. Yeah, that's okay. You don't need them. But that was, honey, that was three times. That was also, I've never said no to anybody in the last year since I became a freelancer. This is the right thing to do, and it's hard. This is change, hon. You have to say no to these people. You don't have the time unless they're going to compensate you in a way that makes it worth your while. Ugh, that fucking sucks, but Dean, Dean is right. Dean's yeah. right. Yeah. Dean's right, you're right, but it still felt scary and it felt awful. And a huge part of me was wondering, what happens if no one ever offers me a paid gig again? Ugh, that is very daunting and scary. What did you do with that? What did you do next? Um, I did step three. And that's adapt to change quickly. Yes. So first I mourned those professional losses. I just let myself sit with those feelings for a day. And then I tried to let go of the old cheese. I reminded myself that I probably would have felt resentful working Mm. for little or no money. And I began thinking, what should I do next? But before I could get far into my thinking process, a couple you may have heard of named Megan and Harry decided to make a personal decision that shook up my world. Queen Elizabeth's grandson, Prince Harry, has announced he and his wife Meghan are stepping back from their roles as senior members of Britain's royal family and plan to spend more time in North America. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> Some new cheese! Yes, yes. So that was obviously a big change for Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, but it also pushed me to spring into action. How so? How did you change so quickly? <laughs> You're going to have to wait. Because that's the end of my week two, and we need to take a quick break. I knew it. I was like, that announcement was made at the end of a week. This bitch gonna cliffhanger us again. Yes, I am. (laughs) All right. While we wait to hear what happens, why don't you get in touch with us? Yeah. Have you lived by Who Moved My Cheese? Did it work for you? Share your story at facebook.com slash groups slash btbpod or at kristenandjolenta.com. And of course, you can leave us a voicemail at 302-49-BOOKS. That's 302-492-6657. Escape to Ocean City, Maryland, and discover a place that just feels lighter. Every day feels like Saturday, and French fries are a food group. Where flip-flops are always in fashion, and seafood is always in season. Where the boardwalk is bustling, and the beach is right outside your door. Where you can rise with the tide, and feel like a kid again. Ocean City, Maryland. Somewhere to smile about. Book your trip at Oceocean.com. 
Here's to the best spring ever in this season's must-have shoes. Find all the styles you need from brands you love at amazing prices. Right now at DSW. Update your closet with colorful sandals made for sunny days. Fresh sneakers perfect for spring looks. And sporty soles ready for new adventures. Whatever you're up to this spring, DSW has the exact right pair for the occasion. Shop must-have spring shoes at your DSW store and DSW.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, Jolenta, we talked about your first week of living by who moved my cheese. How did week two go? So we left off uh, after I decided my new mantra for adapting to change quickly, right? That, that's It's not my problem. Yes, it is not my problem. Uh, and I got a chance to use it right away at the beginning of week two. Mm, do tell what happened. So I'm working. I'm on my computer. I got maybe a podcast plan on my phone, mm-hmm. you know. Yep. Suddenly, I get an alert on my laptop, like a sort of a weird Apple pop-up. I get an alert on my phone. I get two alerts via email, all saying, a new family member has been added to my iCloud account and to welcome my dad's girlfriend's daughter to the family. What? Yeah. No. Yeah. What? Yeah. So I got oh like 50 alerts God. being like, bah, bah, bah. No. like, welcome a new family member, dummy. Oh, it was bizarre. God. Uh, note to listeners, Jolenta has never met this person and never. only really knows about the person because of the skeezy, weird, like court documents yes. outlining this person's yes. mother's sordid history. Oh, God. Yes. Yes. So what did you do with that? So here's what I did with that. I could be freaking out and flying off the handle, but really, this just, it, it is funny. It's funny. All you can do is laugh. I know it's just so someone can, you know, get free streaming Apple Music from him. This is par for the course. Another person using him. Not even another person. A person I knew who was using him is using him. And while it is insulting and feels like salt in a wound, like there is no denying getting a billion alerts being like, got a new family member, say hey to your new sister maybe. Like, it's fucking funny. It's not my problem. And it's funny. I'm just gonna live my fucking life. Ooh, Jolenta tapping into that sense of humor, Thank seeing you. it for the <laughs> absurdity that it is. Because it's I think ab- crazy. absurd is exactly yeah. what's happening there. What else can you do? Like, I'm not, I guess, like, it's not that surprising. Yeah, like, change happens. So does shitty, weird dad change. And, like, eh, just roll with it. Hmm. Oh, I'm glad you were able to do that. What did you do next? So after that, I did step four. That's actually just the step change. Yeah, just the word change. Yeah, um, change. <laughs> for this, I got some help from my partner, Brad. Uh, I wanted to change into a person who socialized again. Mm-hmm. And in the past, I had been in charge of our social life, Brad and I, you know, 
But since I'm not currently great at putting myself out there, I put my social life in Brad's hands and asked him to make something happen. Ooh, ooh, I love it. Did he do it? Uh, He did. He talked to some friends, and towards the end of the week, this happened. Hey, bye bye. Thanks for coming. Good. Sorry, I was late <laughs> to my own thing. <laughs> it's his thing. So. No. Hey, hey, hey. Thanks. Oh, sorry. It took me a second. That's okay. I don't know if you could hear, but at the beginning of the clip, I am yelling "Yay, football!" Whoa! To my friend. Is that who what you were yelling? Over. Oh my yes. gosh. So hold on. You hosted a a football watching party. Uh, I did. Well, Brad and I did, <laughs> uh, even though I actively dislike football. Yes, you do. Yeah, but I figure, who cares? Friends are friends, no matter what we watch. Uh, and I asked Brad for help, and this is his way of helping. Oh, thank you, Brad. Yes. But <laughs> was, it actually, was it actually fun? Well, I was nervous at first, and I was also late to my own event. Uh, That is not me opening the door to guests. That's me opening the door to the bathroom because I had to lock myself in there to do finishing touches on my, you know, face because of the infection it still has. Mm -hmm. So I was nervous. Hadn't seen these people in forever. I was worried maybe they'd be like, what's wrong with your face? Or like, I'm over you. But by the end of our football hangout, I realized Basically, step five was happening, and I was enjoying myself. Step five, that's enjoying change and being ready for it. And you were clearly in a happy mood. You were enjoying it. Yeah, yeah. I was having fun. I was eating a lot of Cheetos. I was yelling about men's butts. (laughs) You know, I never thought I'd be hosting a casual football hang. And then while we're hanging, people start talking about how we should go to a hockey game. And I somehow agree to do that. That so is I'm going to change. change again and be a hockey viewer. Wow. And, you know, I'm probably going to have fun because I trust the people who I spend my time with when I do spend time with them. And they're a good time. Wow. Jolenta, you are the change. You you Just be the change. Be the football. I mean the change. Or the cheese. Oh. oh. Um. So that was it. That's where I ended week two, really. Nice. I love it. What I would love is to hear about your second week of living by Who Moved the Cheese. Yes. So, reminder, during my first week, I managed to lose three gigs by asking for fair wages. But then at the end of the week, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle announced they'd be stepping back from their royal duties. And you know what that means. It's time for Christian Meinzer to blow the fuck up. I mean, no. It's time for (laughs) America's number one royals fanatic to uh, work with a lot of new cheese. Yes, indeed it was. Suddenly, news outlets from around the world were reaching out to me to get my opinions on the matter. We're talking TV shows, Mm -hmm. print outlets, and one of my very favorite podcasts, Today explained. Hey, Sean. Hey, that's the host, Sean Ramaswarn. Here I am on that show talking about how the British tabloid press has attacked Megan over the years and how it's no surprise she'd want to step back from them. They say that she's straight out of Compton. They create ties between her and terrorists. They are nothing short of racist and sexist. And this is something that even when she and Harry were just courting, came up again and again to the point that he made a public statement even before they were engaged. And all of the women MPs also made a concerted effort to make this public that they don't approve of this and signed a joint letter in support of Meghan Markle. Boom. 
Kristen Meinzer sprinting out of the gate. Look at you. You're step fouring all over the world's face. Oh, why, thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, I was really busy. I ran around doing as many interviews as I could, trying my best to interpret the headlines so that I, you know, I'm always trying to bring in the nuance about gender, mm-hmm. race, class, and all yeah. the other things that those other headliners out there just don't want to talk about those exactly, other parts. Yeah. yeah. So I did all that. I did everything I could in just 48 hours because after that, I had to stop and get on a flight. Oh, I know where you went. Yes, you do. I've been getting lots of calendar alerts about this. (laughs) I was on my first real vacation, minus my laptop. Heyo. Note, it was just three and a half days, but it was still a big deal to me. I was going to Mexico with my friend HK. I am very jealous, but how did you feel about leaving, like, one of the biggest royal stories in your career behind and your work laptop behind as well. (laughs) How did I feel? Well, not great. Listen. So I just landed in Mexico. I made it through customs. And I am waiting for my friend HK to meet me here. And um, while I'm waiting, I'm just freaking out a teeny tiny bit about the fact that I decided to go on my first vacation in two years without my work laptop. And um, I got to remind myself, it's okay. The cheese is going to still be there when I'm done with this vacation. There's always going to be more cheese. Um, There are people yelling all around me. Maybe they wish they had their laptops too. But no, it's going to be all fine. And the cheese, while we're told that the cheese will always move, this particular cheese will continue to always accumulate. There's always going to be more work and more email. So I'm just going to settle down and wait for HK. And then we are going to get into a taxi and go to the beach. I'm very impressed. I know that might sound like common sense to to some folk, but I know for you, that was like, that's a big, you know, dialogue to have with yourself. Yes, it was. Even though it feels like this is the end all be all, like, it's going to happen again in a few days. And people are still going to want to talk about it after you get back anyway. I mean, it didn't feel like it at the time. <laughs> yes. So wait, how did you actually relax? Like, did you take your own advice on this three and a half day vacation? <laughs> well, I had my phone with me and I did tweet out a few articles mm-hmm. that I appeared in. Right. Because that's, I, that's just, you know. That's just self-promotion. That's autopilot. Too. Yeah. So I, I did a little bit of tweeting. I put a couple of photos up on Instagram. I saw. Oh, thank you. Um, But for the most part, HK and I just laid around. We drank cocktails, mm. um, palomas and margaritas galore. Yum, yum, yum. We swam. We rode bikes. We ate tons of food. Uh, we took in the foliage. And oh my gosh, we saw this giant crocodile. She's like 10 no, feet long. I thought you were going to say something about a bird you saw because I know oh, you love your birds. Oh, we saw but... lots of crazy birds. Yeah. But um, this crocodile, um, her name's Esmeralda and she's over what? 10 feet long and at the resort. Oh my God, I want to kiss her. Oh my God, you're not supposed to get near her. She's quite violent. That is very cool. (laughs) I'm glad you did not get eaten. Um, What happened when you got back? Well, when I got home last night, I have to say I was a tad worried about what would be on my laptop. Would it be a bunch of missed opportunities where they could only talk with me in a five-minute window when I wasn't checking my email? Um, So I was a little worried, but then I sat down next to Dean on the sofa last night I opened my laptop, and I was thrilled with what I saw. Newsweek. Oh, my God. Newsweek reached out again. Oh, my God. So 
did this place in China I have never heard of before. That's an outlet in China. So did this, oh, I don't, I don't even know what that station is. It's a radio station in the UK. So apparently people still want me to talk to them. That's awesome. Oh my God, that's so great. See, you were allowed a vacation. The cheese was here when I returned. Sure was. If that's not a fucking lesson, what is? Kristen, you still existed after you got back. Objects permanence is real. (laughs) Yes. So I have interviews lined up later today. I have interviews lined up tomorrow with multiple news outlets. And so, no, it didn't matter that I went on vacation. I'm totally still employable. People still want to talk with me. Uh, And uh, to be honest, that sounds like... Good old step five, just dropping in your lap like it happened with me. Yeah, just enjoying the change. And that's how I ended my second week, just feeling really relieved and happy and enjoying the fact that, you know, my professional life is going to change from day to day. It's going to change with the news cycle. It's going to change whether or not I go on vacation. So just enjoy it. It's all going to be fine. I love it. And I'm not even trying to be cheesy. Ah! <laughs> Breathe a change you want to see in the world. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, this means we only have one thing left to do. It's verdict time. But first, a reminder, we want to hear from you. Have you lived by Who Moved My Cheese? Share your story at 302-49-BOOKS. That's 302-492-6657. Or write to us at kristenandjolenta at cheesemail.com. Oh, I'm Uh, sorry. It's Gmail. Thank you. Whether I'm on TV or Broadway, I live by two rules. Follow your dreams and always wear great shoes. That's why I love DSW. Must have shoes that pair well with whatever you've dreamed up for your life. Seriously, DSW has all the shoes you need for everything from errand days to date nights. And they're from top brands at prices you can totally brag to all your friends about. That's why I've partnered with DSW to create a collection of shoes I know you'll love. Because let's be real, whether I'm dancing on TV, teaching you how to make the perfect cocktail in my best-selling book or starting a whole new venture. It's all about the shoes. Find the shoes to do all the amazing things you do in my new collection at your DSW store or DSW.com. Here you are. BPMs high, sweat dripping, body moving, tongue panting. You're working hard, real hard, and you're thirsty. You need vitamins, nutrients for peak performance and energy. And your plants do too. Aw. I mean, just look at the little guy. Water-soluble plant food from miracle Grow is full of essential nutrients. Just a little scoop into your watering can and boom, instant feeding and bigger, more beautiful plants. It's kind of like a sports drink for your plants. You may have to suffer from heat, but your plants do not. Okay, Jolenta, it's time to get down to business. Did Who Move My Cheese actually work? Would we recommend it? So the book was crazy, but super entertaining. And I have to say, I thought upon finishing it, it would not have any real impact because while entertaining, as I said, the advice is vague and quite redundant. Mm -hmm. Basically, every step is like, change. Change will happen. Try to enjoy it. Laugh laugh if you can. That's enjoyment. Like, I don't know, change. Yeah, it's going to (laughs) happen. Like, that's it over and over again. But I have to say, every step of the way this book surprised me and following its advice once I could figure out what it meant to me made my life very enjoyable. 
Good. Done. Good. That is a very positive verdict. Yeah. Maybe it's because I'm a kid of the 90s and this is the book of the 90s. It just like really vibes with me, but fucking loved it. Yeah. Do you remember like everybody's parent had a copy of this oh, book sure. at one point? Yeah. Every businessman who was hip was like, I'm in my cheese. Yeah. Like my first full time job was in the 90s. And I remember like HR having copies in there. Just like, in, in their yeah, offices in HR. Wide ties in this book. Yes. <laughs> like, you know? Okay, so that was my verdict. Rather, nice. rather simple. Please enlighten me. What did you think of Who Moved My Cheese? Did it change your life? Well, I have to agree with you. This book was a really weird, funny, easy read. I mean, it was written in the same font as like a Hallmark greeting card. Oh my gosh, we didn't even get into the formatting. Yes, it's so large. And those giant pictures of cheese on every other page. All the rules are written in a picture of a cheese on a page and then the formatting gets weird around it so it's like half a page of text it is a delight to yes look at. and certain sentences are just like put into pull out imagery on cheese in case like in case you didn't catch that sentence that said change happens look it's on a piece of cheese on the next page it, i mean che- it's change catching. happens yeah it really <laughs> i know we're making fun of the book but i do like the message that life is more fun when we accept change and go with it i really do like that mm-hmm. Clearly, it worked for me while I was dealing with my professional issues these past couple weeks, you know, from losing the job contracts to jumping into action with the Royals coverage, just, you know, to allowing myself to enjoy a real vacation. So, you know, there are good things I can say about this book. Oh, no. But that being said. Fuck you. You knew it was coming. You knew it was coming. I knew it. If I liked it, Chris is going (laughs) to shit on it. And the more certain I am, the more certain she'll be. No, I want you to get out of the book what you want to get out of it. But I think... (laughs) The book also made me suspicious because I think a lot of the change that happens to us in the world is bigger and harder to deal with than just what these little steps are saying. Mm -hmm. Some changes that are thrown at us are just incredibly unjust and unfair. Yeah. Losing jobs, as I've done many times, sucks. Facing racism and sexism like Meghan Markle does sucks. Mm. Having loved ones die sucks. And while a good attitude can help with all of the above, sometimes adjusting to change takes more than a good attitude. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it takes counseling or years of mourning that change. And sometimes it means resisting the change and saying, this is unacceptable. I will not put up with the change you're trying to put on to me, whether it's taking away my rights or my wages or access to healthcare or what have you. Certain changes are not okay. That's true. Oh, and also you did sort of jog my memory when you said the word counseling that my therapist actually had a lot to do with what I actually noticed (laughs) slash changed these past few weeks. So perhaps I love my therapist and the book. In combination. Yes, that's In combination. Which yes. I guess is how I interpreted the book, through, like, the help of an expert. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> okay, I love therapy. Yes, therapy Continue. is great. I love therapy, too. And so my verdict is, enjoy the message of this book if it can help you. But if it can't help you, it may be because you need more than a greeting card with pictures <laughs> of cheese. It what? may It may be that you need a psychologist or a better support system or to overthrow the patriarchy. I want a piece of cheese that says overthrow the patriarchy on it. Yeah. I'll love this book. With that, let's Asiago to credits. <laughs> uh, yes. That's it for this episode of By the Book. I need to just say that, otherwise the cheese jokes will never end. Huge <laughs> thank you to our fabulous production team at Stitcher, our producer Nora Ritchie, our engineer Andy Christens. Special thank you, shout out to Casey Holford for helping us with this episode. 
Thanks also to Nate Wyda, who composed our theme song, Jared Arnold, who produced this season's new version of the theme song, and of course, Nora Ritchie, who sang this version of the song. Chris Bannon is our chief content officer, obviously, and Daisy Rosario is our executive producer. Please stay in touch. Let us know if you've read Who Moved My Cheese and if it worked or didn't work for you. Also, send us any questions or suggestions for future books for us to live by. Our email address is kristenandjolenta at gmail.com. You can also tweet at us, at ByTheBookPod, at Jolenta G, or at Kristen Meinzer. And we've got Instagram. Slide into our DMs there, at ByTheBookPod. Also, please rate us and review us in Apple Podcasts or Stitcher as it helps other people to find the show. And if you haven't already, tell a friend about the show. Tell a cheesemonger about the show. Mm -hmm. Tell somebody who wants to fondue something new with their lives all about the show. Until next time, I'm Jolenta Greenberg. And I'm Kristen Meinzer. Thanks so much for listening. Bye-bye. You fetta believe it. That Kill is me now. all on Nora. Nora, thank you for that. Okay, time to Gargonzola. Stitcher. Here you are. BPMs high, sweat dripping, body moving, tongue panting. You're working hard, real hard, and you're thirsty. You need vitamins, nutrients for peak performance and energy. And your plants do too. Aw. I mean, just look at the little guy. Water-soluble plant food from miracle Grow is full of essential nutrients. Just a little scoop into your watering can and boom, instant feeding and bigger, more beautiful plants. It's kind of like a sports drink for your plants. You may have to suffer from heat, but your plants do not. 